I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, everybody. I'm Francis. It's Oops the Podcast. He's Julia Gallarotti. Hey, G, good to see your face. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys helping us grow. You know, please tell your friends and, you know, let's make this uh, the biggest podcast in America and the world. <laughs> okay, well, great. Julia, um, you know, uh, you didn't even ease them in there. You just said <laughs> you're just asking for asking for sex right off the bat. <laughs> got to like it got to let these people uh kind of grease them up a little let's grease them up with some funny banter huh <laughs> and then make the call to action after yeah. we learned it but we do appreciate everyone listening and please rate and review uh, if you could our podcast that helps us immensely it's doing well we're very thrilled um boy what what what's happening dude i mean there's a lot going on in the world right now uh you're still in chicago still in chicago for another week uh, until, you know, we make our little homecoming journey, which I'm excited about. Fun. Are you, um, okay. So that's I meant, good. I meant we, like me and you, dude. Yes. Next week yeah. we'll be back in stewed in the stewed, probably just for a week, <laughs> but you know, it'll be better than nothing. Um, I saw that you had played some tennis with your girlfriend. I did. How bad is it for you to play tennis with her? <laughs> so because the gulf between you and your girlfriend is greater i would think than the gulf between my girlfriend and me only because Unless your girlfriend is is, is much better than right. my girlfriend which she might be i suspect that your girlfriend is much better than my girlfriend and not because oh. my girlfriend doesn't have uh she just, it's not that she's not potentially competent like she could become very good i think she's pretty athletic um, this is just the second time she's ever held a racket. Was wow. So, and I'll tell you what, it's not playing because you can't really play. I mean, I was surprised that we even got to the point where she could rally by the end of the day. Um, mm. But it's, it can be a little frustrating just because I don't have the infrastructure to give a lesson and giving a lesson is required. Yes. Yes. You know, oh, I have three balls. I'm literally picking up balls 90% of the time. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's yeah. like parenting your, your girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Dude, the, the, uh, the hard, we, we have these, we were given these shitty, um, really flat deflated tennis balls and we use those to play mini tennis. And oh, nice. that is a, that's kind of the best iteration. We're playing like glorified Absolutely. ping pong. Are they the balls that have like different colors? No, no, okay. we're not going Just full like, yeah, summer yeah. camp, but, right. um, <laughs> You know, it's, they're just really, really flat tennis balls and they barely like bounce. So it, it kind of allows for, you know, cause her prop, like if we play with fully inflated tennis balls. She just nukes them over the backstop. Right. Right. And I'm Inevitably. like, Hey, close your racket face. Psycho. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to her. <laughs> um but dude we're now in uh we're down in new hope pennsylvania again back where we were at the very start of all of this and her folks are here and her stepsisters are here and dude her stepsisters both of them that one's 18 and i think one's 20 
they are diehard listeners of Oops the Podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> they haven't missed an episode. Uh, dude, Both I thought you, Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, dude, they are hot. <laughs> no. It's not for me to say. Not for me know, to say. I know, I know, I know. But that yeah, would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be trouble. You'd be in big trouble. Yeah. No, they're, they're, okay, so they're, they're really big podcast, they're listeners of our podcast, and last night at dinner, <laughs> they started talking about it, and they were talking about the episode where we talked about going to the bathroom, and like, oh, no. you know, how to get comfortable around your girlfriend, and whether or not that was something you should do, and they were like, they got into a debate in an <laughs> argument where like, one of them took my side, and one of them took your side. Oh, wow. And they were like, yeah, but Julio said this and they're citing the podcast. <laughs> and they, it was as if they'd listened to that episode like dozens of times to the point where they were like, yeah, well, at 7.38, Julio made the point that like, you know, it's, it, it's a slippery slope. And then they were like, yeah, but Francis said that if you don't do this, then she's going to be uncomfortable. And I'm like, what's happening right now? How do you know this <laughs> so like the well? defense and the prosecution, dude. That's crazy. And isn't it weird when you get somebody who's really listened to it indeed, like who really pays attention to, cause like, I feel like I have nothing to talk about with them cause they know everything I, about me. I agree. I agree. And I, uh, it also makes me feel bad that, uh, you know, there are times when I'm on the podcast and I, I don't say things that I think are particularly interesting because hearing this reminds me that people are really listening and then I feel like an asshole for not being perfect all the time. I think that, I me mean, dude, listen, I think that there's value to not being perfect. It sure. feels like, you know, don't, I, don't be so hard on yourself, pal. Yeah. You're but dude, spe- speaking of being perfect, I got a, I got a couple stories. Let's, let's start with this. Okay. This is a question that I came upon in my brain. When your girlfriend, or let's say back when you were single, and a girl you were hooking up with or dating would sleep over mm-hmm. and she would ask you if she could borrow a t-shirt to sleep in which t-shirt would you give her uh, okay this is gonna be hard to answer without being a dick but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real here please gotta be real it depends on how much of a catch the girl was for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, Here we, we go. go. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> it depends, dude, because I, like, if it was a catch, like, there's a hoodie in particular that I loved. I loved yes, this hoodie. Yes. And I yes. gave it to one of the most beautiful girls I ever slept with to, to wear. To, and I never got it back. Because you, you have to accept that you're probably not getting it back. Yes. And. Yes. I, you know, I look fondly back on that moment still. And, you know, again, there it is. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Was it, was it worth the hoodie? Do you, do you lament the loss or was she so beautiful that you just say that's the cost? That was the tax of hooking up with that girl. She was stunning. And it was, it was one of those situations that was so serendipitous where like she was really into it before like it was kind of lay up a friend's a friend's girlfriend teed it up for me like and it was so great i remember just being like this is great you know like (laughs) it was so fantastic man so i was really happy to part with it i knew i probably wouldn't get it back and that was okay even though like at the time this was like the most expensive hoodie i'd ever i'd ever purchased wow 
Yeah. How long had you had it for? A little, a little bit. I'd probably had it four or five years. Okay. All so, right. So you got to spend t- time with it. I spent some time with it. Yeah. yeah. Was she the first girl that you'd ever let wear it? Probably not. I'm uh-huh. sure maybe like a, a previous girlfriend had maybe worn it or someone had worn but it. But maybe she was the first girl that you ever let wear it home. Yeah. I never let somebody leave the apartment with it. Wow. That is a serious hoodie. That's a serious mm-hmm. hoodie. Dude, I got to tell you. Um, How do you feel about this? All right. Well, there's. There, I think we're, we're we're moving into a slightly different territory here, which is like uh, you know hoodies and and things that you let people wear home. I want to address this, the first question, which is which T-shirt do you give, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that your point is absolutely correct. You <laughs> you open up your T-shirt drawer. Presumably, she's not surveying her options with you, right? And right. You know, I'm not going to give her, um, all right, let's say that we're just hooking up, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give her like some shitty bicycling jersey. I'm not going to give her like, you know, U.S. Postal Service shitty zippered uncomfortable (laughs) thing. Um, Some mesh nonsense. But I'm also probably not going to give her a t-shirt that I have an intention of wearing that week. Right, because right. No, if she sleeps in that shirt, I don't think it's clean anymore. Right. But there are also some girls where I would think it was clean, depending on the girl. Uh, that's very true. Some girls sleep cleaner than other girls. I, I'm not being an asshole. They, you no. know, there's a little sweating, little drooling going on. Nothing wrong with that. If you're a secretor, if you are someone who secretes or oozes in your sleep, if you wake up with really bad morning breath, I got to wash that shirt. <laughs> and there are some girls who sleep clean, sleep real clean, dainty, go to bed, don't move from the position in which they fall asleep to the position in which they wake up. Right. Sort of like what you talked about when you call a girl after a nap, she's really cute. When that girl wakes up, and she's wearing my shirt, I might throw that shirt on later that day. Maybe it even still smells of her. Dude, totally. I feel you on this hard. So um, I think that, uh, yeah, depending on like, you know, also also how messy the sex is. Like <laughs> if we'd had sex and then, and then we, you know, whatever, if, if we don't shower, like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you a lax penny, dude. I'm, I'm going full on, like, and I'm talking high school lacrosse penny, not college lacrosse penny. You're not getting Harvard lax swag, okay? Um, but, yeah, I think all of these things are factors. Now, in a relationship, here's the problem. My totally girlfriend different. knows my arsenal of T-shirts. So she knows if I give her a junior varsity subpar 98 degrees instead of backstreet boys t-shirt. And uh, therefore I can't get away with it. My girlfriend last week, you know, normally she has her own pajamas or whatever, but she, I guess she didn't have any clean pajamas to wear. So she asked me if she could borrow a t-shirt and I had to select one of my top t-shirts, which I was intending to wear in the next couple of days. And You know, I had to give that up because I can't give her a t-shirt that I haven't worn in a year that she hasn't seen me wear 
because then she's going to be like, what the fuck is this? You know, hundred percent. Dude, I feel you on that. And yeah, once they have a little, and once they have a little recon and they know like what they're dealing with, it makes it harder to deal with. And I, I feel you. And even to the point where my girlfriend, wonderful, you know, sleeper, she's not like gross in any way. However, I will have just done the laundry and I actually like folded it perfectly for once and put it away perfectly for once. And that's, and I don't usually do that. I usually leave it out for a while, like yeah. all this shit. And she's, and then it's just been done. And now she's going to take the sweatshirt that I was going to save for like a nice night and wear it. And like, it's going to be hard to recreate the perfect fold. And that's just frustrating. I'd rather totally. have her take an alternative. Dude, her sleeping in that sweatshirt means that you, it wears off that nice scent of fabric softener or <laughs> detergent. You know, if nothing else, it you don't get that crisp, clean smell anymore. Right. Because um, it's just all, all that delicious, uh, you know, all that delicious perfume from the detergent goes into her body. <laughs> it disappears. So the next time you put it on, yeah, okay, fine. It's like it's been lived in a little. And it's funny because I think a lot of girls kind of like that. I think girls like to wear a guy's thing that has been lived in a little. Not not grossly so, but, um, you know, they don't mind. By the way, girls, we don't borrow girls' stuff to wear to bed, right? So this is a very one-way debate. This is a very one-way debate. I've never asked a girl, like, hey, you don't happen to have, like, an extra nighty that I could – slip into that'll come up to my fucking rib cage um but so, so that's you know i think i think i was thinking about this it's a fascinating debate and i i also think um <laughs> if you're a girl and you hook up with a dude and he hands you a t-shirt to wear that is like has got holes in it and or is like chambray a chambray shirt with a pocket in the chest <laughs> That that relationship's not going anywhere. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just not. Yeah, you're not, not getting. He's not going to hit you up the next day. <laughs> no. Sadly. Jean shirt, <laughs> a space blanket. Dude, as if like hooking up with somebody isn't stressful enough. Now, people who are listening to this, every time now in the future they have a one night stand, they're going to look at that shirt. Stand. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough out there. You, you, to your point, though, back to the to giving articles to girls to to go home in, right? Well, first of all, first of all, do you think? And this is harkens back to the single question, though. But do you think that in the morning, if a girl sleeps over, it's your duty to order her the Uber home? Um. It just really depends. Like, yes, if she has somewhere she's got to be and, you know what I mean, it's, it, if it's a thing where, especially if we talked about her schedule the next morning and there was some coercion in the sense where you're like, don't worry about it, I'll get you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you talk about it before. In general, yeah, I, you know, maybe, yeah. Unless she's, like, really adamant about, like, I'm going to walk or, like, I'm going to, you know, don't worry about it. I have other places, I need things I need to do around here. You know what I mean? Then it's fine. Mm-hmm. But if she's going home, I feel like, yes. I got to get the Uber. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, especially on, the, on like the first time sleepover or maybe the first, you know, three or four times. But then after, if it becomes a routine, then you can kind of have a discussion about it. But then by that problem, the problem with that is that at that point, maybe they're accustomed to 
or expecting you to order them. Dude, one of the, I mean, one of the reasons I moved from Brooklyn into Manhattan was that it was just getting too expensive to keep sending girls home. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't afford all the Uber rides for them to get back. And dude, sometimes I would pay for the round trip. Like I'd pay for them to come over from wherever mm. the fuck they were. And then you're also there riding on your Uber rating. So God forbid they act like an asshole on your name and you get hit. Like that's, that's bad. Yeah, dude. You're, you got, you honestly, know. I think that Uber drivers don't like when Francis is supposed to be showing up and then, you know, Jessica shows up instead. Yeah, but fortunately, I have a very androgynous name. Yeah, you do. You're lucky. So most people don't know if the little blondie hopping in the back seat could be Francis. <laughs> really true. That's that's a really that's a godsend, dude. Yeah, Julio is a very masculine name. Yeah, fortunately, yeah. people get confused by it. But but, dude, w- what about this though? Like, there's something annoying sometimes about the Uber though, because if it's impractical, it frustrates me. So, for example, if I wake up. And she's like, I'm like, do you want an Uber back to your house? And like, it's 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. Like, it's going to take you three times longer. There's a surge. Just why do you even want the Uber? I know. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to, I'm not going to say this because it's fucked up. I'm, I seem like I'm being cheap. But like, <sighs> Dude, it's, it's like, uh, there's something about, you know, a girl leaving your home taking public transportation draws so much more light into it being a walk of shame Absolutely. of some kind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, whereas if they're escorted by a chariot Uber, you know, with air Very conditioning camera. and tinted windows, it brings them right to their door right. and they can go up. That, that just mitigates the, sh- the shame of it completely. Absolutely. But it's um, like 50 bucks usually. Yeah, because you're you're on the Upper East. Side. I'm on the Upper East Side, but regardless, unless you're like going from Chelsea to Soho, like even that is in the 20s during the day because yeah. of how long it's going to take and all this stuff. And like it ends up being really expensive. Like let's not forget that Uber in New York City is very expensive. It's not we're not in it LA, is. we're not in Miami. Like this is like an expensive place to Uber. So I don't want you guys to think we're cheap fucks if you're not sure how it works where we are. Right. Yeah. I I once went on a couple dates with a girl and then I think she came over one night and we didn't do much, but she asked if she could borrow a sweatshirt and I gave her my favorite sweatshirt. Mm. Let me tell you how, how personal and how important this sweatshirt was to me. It was the Harvard lacrosse sweatshirt that we had worn my entire senior season which we would wear when we played outside on Jordan Field, which is right on the Charles River in Boston. And the wind would rip across the river. And it would be, I mean, with wind chill, it would be like 10 below zero. And the only thing keeping you from hypothermia uh, was that sweatshirt, that thin layer of sweatshirt. And we wore it all the time. We would wear it for lifting and conditioning. We would wear it for those freezing practices. Practice is so cold that we would all sneak into the training room before we went out to the field and put on surgical gloves under our lacrosse gloves so that our hands wouldn't freeze. That's crazy. And the other thing, another important detail about this, sorry to interject, but like the way it works when you play college sports, you, they wash your shit for you after every practice. So theoretically you could wear the sweatshirt every single day. We, we did. 
And that's exactly right. And it was washed and worn so many times that it was almost down to the thinnest, <laughs> most comfortable layer it could possibly be. It is a it is a Japanese condom of a sweatshirt, okay? <laughs> this thing is has has literally carried so much blood and sweat uh, that it is a part of me and it is a part of my life. And right. shame on me for lending it to this girl <laughs> whom I had only been on two or three dates with. I should have known better, right? Why did you choose to give it to her? I just, I don't know. I was excited. Maybe, maybe it was sort of my standard lend sweatshirt. Like I, I thought, you know, Harvard lacrosse, like she'll be impressed. Let's remind her of my athletic <laughs> pedigree. Um, but it didn't move the needle at all. Nothing happened. And she went home in this thing. And I think what happened was she was wearing it at my apartment. Like she was, when she got there, she was like, cause you know, she's wearing something uncomfortable she put it on, and then I didn't have the heart to ask her to take it off when she right. left that night. Right. She didn't sleep right. over, though. And then we didn't, like, we didn't want to see each other again. That was sort of the end of it. And so I had to hound this girl, and she didn't want to give it up. She kept saying things like, why do you care? It's only a sweatshirt. And I was like, how fucking dare you? It's only a sweatshirt. How dare you tell me it's only a sweatshirt? You weren't there. You weren't there running wind sprints, puking when the, when the turf field had frozen to cement because it was so cold, knowing you weren't even going to play. <laughs> um, and so I had to... I had to <laughs> I eventually got her to relinquish it, but here's how ridiculous it was. She wouldn't even like, she gave it to her doorman in a plastic Gristides bag. And I had to go pick this thing up. Oh, wow. And I had to go to her apartment building and get it from her doorman. And it was a, it was a happy reunion, but I, I remember telling it on the ride home, like I'll never let you go like that again. <laughs> did you guys ever have sex or no 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 wow yeah damn dude well good. i'm I'm glad that story ended in you getting it back because things that have kind of like sentimental value are tough to part with exactly you know, exactly that would have been fucked up yeah I'm so happy. i don't know that's that's uh i'm glad we covered this <laughs> yeah no dude totally if she had turned it into a rag that would have been just so tragic you know because those sweatshirts you can like rip them when they get old enough you know like that would have been really fucked up Totally. Yeah, it is a sweatshirt that should only be worn to bed or for lounging at this point. <laughs> it's almost a binky, you know? Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Dude, I have another thing I got to tell you about which yeah. is an insane thing that happened to me. <laughs> um, you know, we've been borrowing my girlfriend's stepdad's car mm. for the last however many months. Uh, and it's a lease. 
Um, but they've, they've been down in their apartment in Miami, so they haven't been in need of a car. And they also have one other here now that they're home. So they haven't needed. They've been very generous to lend it to us. Um, and we've been driving all over the place. We were driving back from the Hamptons on the Long Island Expressway. And I don't know if you know, like the last, you probably know, the last like 30 miles mm-hmm. of the LIE. Like when you're, coming, when you're getting to the Hamptons or when you're coming back to the city? Coming back into the okay. city. Yeah. It's very narrow. You're going through like past LaGuardia and shit. Yeah. And, and maybe that maybe it's not the LIE at that point, but whatever. Those yeah. narrow yeah, no, roads. Grand Central Parkway roads. or whatever. It's yeah. tricky. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of scary and nerve wracking. And, you know, I'm going like 60, 65. I hit a pothole and I saw it coming, but there was no avoiding it. I was hemmed in on the right by another car. And I, it was the sort of pothole where I, I, I was surprised the car didn't explode. <laughs> I like I'm surprised the hood didn't fly up it was such a deep cavernous fissure in the road and after we hit it I was like wow man the suspension on this car incredible like good for them you know but we I, it, it, sh- it shook my teeth dude so, so I don't think much of it and we park in New York City the next day I go out to play golf I get to the golf course and a guy at the golf course goes, whoa, what happened to your tire? I get out of the car and I look, there was a stab wound in the tire. It looked wow. like somebody had shanked it. Wow. And just a, just a, a, a almost like, um, you ever see like a skateboarder or a UFC fighter split their shin bone open? Oh yeah. Like their, their shin skin yeah. where you're like, that needs staples immediately yes that's what the tire looked like but How it did wasn't you make it there dude so these tires are called uh run flat tires and they're goodyear and this is not an ad for goodyear but it's going to sound like an ad for goodyear okay these tires you get 50 miles somehow running on them even after you've run over a nail or had what happened to us happen um basically there's like an inner tube that doesn't deflate but it's kind of almost like a spare tire so you're not supposed to beat it to death but you have some time so i this is on saturday and i had to drive from the golf course after i played to i drove to the bmw is a bmw rental uh bmw service center but they were closed and they also didn't have any of these tires so then I had to drive from there to a Goodyear in Englewood, New Jersey, near Hackensack. Did you switch out the tire or at this point? Were you driving on no, a donut? Oh, I'm wow. driving on the, the tire. And by the way, um, the guys at the golf course who knew tires, they were like, dude, you got to go no faster than 40 miles an hour. Put your hazard lights on. Take it slow and, and just go straight to this place. So I'm on, I'm on the New Jersey Garden State Parkway or something mm-hmm. in the far right lane going 40. And it's like a 65. Right. And let me tell you something. I have, first of all, I'm terrified. I'm terrified that at any second the tire is going to explode. Um, 
And you never realize how many potholes and bumps and little uneven surfaces there are in a road until you're driving on a tire that it could go at any second. Totally. That's hilarious. But I will also say there is something deeply liberating about going 25 miles per hour below the speed limit on the highway. <laughs> Why? Cars fly by you and there's nobody in front of you. That's crazy. Nobody, nobody is in front of you. Everybody's passing you. Everybody's angry, but I've got my hazards on. So they know there's something weird. I don't turn my head. I don't acknowledge anyone. I'm not like, sorry, you know, um, and, and they, they fly by you and they're gone. So in my lane, there was nobody in front of me for like a mile. It That's was crazy. It made me envy the elderly. <laughs> they drive like this. I know. And it's comfortable. It's comfortable to go for You're not. You're not surprised by turns. If a deer had jumped out in front, I could have stopped the car and gone out and patted it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm seeing, the, I'm seeing the potholes coming up. I'm avoiding them. No problem. It's leisurely to go 25 <laughs> below on the highway. Some highways actually say that it's illegal to go slower than 25 below. The I, I, I think that's true. I think I was doing something illegal by being that <laughs> safe. But usually 40 is the limit. So you probably were good. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, dude, the next thing was I got to the BMW service center, right? So the, and, and that was like 20 miles. And I know that I have a 50-mile limit. And I have to figure that from where I hit the pothole in Long Island to New York City – was like whatever 15 miles and then to go out to the, the golf course was another 10 so i'm i'm, I'm encroaching on there. the 50 mile limit and i'm nervous and i get to the bmw service center they say they're cold they're closed but at that point when i got out of the car now i can hear the tire actually hissing now it's letting out air which it wasn't doing when i was at the golf course Damn. So I'm like, holy fuck, we're in deep trouble. I get back in the car. I've got 12 more miles to go to the Goodyear. At this point, the engine light comes on with an alert that says, You've, your, your front left tire pressure is dangerously low. Stop and, like, fix it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, you know. So I've got 12 miles to go, and now I'm going on back roads through New Jersey, which is nice. But, dude, the, the tire starts to make noise. And it sounded like a fat kid going down a dry slide. <laughs> it was just like, like, you know, uh, it, it, it was not happy. And I'm talking to the car. I'm talking to the car like I'm riding on a, have you seen the movie True Grit? Not in a long time, but yes. There's a scene in True Grit where the girl gets bitten by a snake and then I think Matt Damon or Jeff Bridges has to ride her on the horse as fast as possible back to the doctor to get her saved. And the horse is gasping for breath and he's <laughs> coaxing every last, you know, calorie of energy out of this horse, pleading with it to keep going, but it's on its last legs. I'm, I'm hitting little bumps and I'm like, sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. <laughs> ah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping it can just get me there. Just get me there. And, um, dude, I get to two points. I'm watching, you know, on my phone as it's checking down from 2.8 miles, 2.7 miles, 2.6 miles to go. I get to 2.5 miles and the tire is like, 
you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. it's really not doing well. So I pull over and I call the guy at Goodyear and I'm like, listen, man. And he, I've already spoken to him on the phone. I said, listen, I'm 2.5 miles away. I'm not sure I can make it. And he, I'm not kidding you, dude. This guy talked to me like I was his wife in labor. <laughs> he goes, listen, you can do this. Just take it slow. <laughs> He's like, you're not far away. You're on a run flat tire. It's meant for this. He was so comforting, so comforting that it made me think that Goodyear Tires was the world's best run business. That's crazy. I wanted to hire this guy as my psychologist. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'd never dealt with tires before. And you see so many commercials on TV for tire companies, and you're like, you know, whatever. By the way, the entire state of New Jersey is run on tire repair shops. <laughs> so I, I'm passing all these tire repair shops, but I know that the Goodyear is the one that has the tire I need in stock. Um, and this guy, I'm telling you, the, the tire industry is lovely. It's lovely <laughs> people. I'm not sure all of them, but it's not like car mechanic auto body shops where you just expect to have your face ripped off by some, <laughs> you know, crazy charges. These people, the customer service was exemplary. It sounds incredible. When you said I, that he yeah. was going to talk to you, that he talked to you like you're, he, you were his wife, I thought you were say you were going to say he was like, uh, don't you look at the road when you drive it? All right. Don't move. Don't touch nothing. I'm going to be there. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. No, he was handing me, he was holding my hand. He's feeding me ice chips. You know, he's, <laughs> he's giving me like a, a wooden ladle to bite down on for my 14th push, letting me know how many diameter, diameter centimeters, whatever I'm dilated. You know, he was lovely. A little cold towel on the neck. He's, it, was, it was great. His name was Billy. I haven't heard the name Billy in a while. Thought yeah. that was fake. Um, so, <laughs> really. dude, so we, we, I finally pull in, you know, almost to like a coronation. These guys were waiting for me. You know, <laughs> they, they come out, they've got me, they've got me suited and booted and they get the whole thing flipped and, and changed, you know, like in a NASCAR event. And, uh, but sure enough, as they're doing this, they notice that the back right tire has a little bit of a bubble and they're like, well, we got to change that one too. And then, you know, there's no tire insurance for this car. So it was 650 bucks. Per tire or total? Total, okay, total, three thirty, like 338 per yeah, tire. That sucks. Um, Dude, I've gotten flats before on potholes too. Like they're no fucking joke and it's so annoying. It's insane. Fix can you road. change a tire? Can you, I, could you? You know how to do that? I do. It's one of the few things I know how to do with the car. I, I, I know I talked about auto class before. I was, I'm worthless when it comes to like big overhaul, but I can change a tire. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I have a pretty good idea. Um, I just pull out my AAA card and call the phone <laughs> number on the back and then play gem drop until he <laughs> arrives because he's a real man. <laughs> that's the ideal scenario. And I think that if that's an option, I typically will do that. I don't have AAA anymore, but – I, you know, it's not that hard to change it. Sometimes there's like little stuff that's like, I got a flat tire last year. I get, I've gotten tons of flat tires. It fucking sucks. Dude, have, cause I, I hadn't owned or really been, been a car person for all these years that I've lived in New York, man, there is a, a lot of stress that goes into owning a car, dude. It's a pain in the fucking ass. I was literally having this conversation last night in bed with my girlfriend. I was like, should I buy a car? And then I started thinking, I was like, oh, fucking insurance and bullshit. Like it's just, it's a pain in the ass. 
it, it does provide a lot of flexibility. And I especially think in this time right now, it, 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 it's, you gotta have, like we've been driving back and forth from Maine to New York so many times. And right, you need it. We need one. Um, but boy, to own a car, dude, it's just like, you, you, it's like it's like owning a dog where you only think about the nice cuddly shit and then you forget that <laughs> it's going to get quilled by porcupines every third Thursday of the month and you got to take it to the vet for a $1,200 quill removal. That is fucking, that's a great metaphor, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking great metaphor, dude. Yeah, it's really a pain. And like, even in the city, like if you're, I would not be willing to pay for like a thousand dollar a month parking or whatever. I would park on the street. And even that's a huge pain in the ass every night, alternate side parking, like just no thanks. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, that's my car saga. Dude, that's great. I love that. That was a great story. Really stressful, very relatable. And there's nothing worse. Like the, I had so much anxiety about the prospect of getting a flat tire while I was driving on my road trip. And not because like sometimes there's like one of the lug nut things on the wheel is like different and you need to match it up with a special piece or something. I was like, if I can't figure this out and I don't have service, I don't know what I'm going to do. Did you get a flat? No, thank God. The only thing that happened was I got, I had to get an oil change in the ass. And I was like worried because the guy was so rude. I was like, is there any chance this guy's just going to fuck the car up on purpose? Cause he doesn't like me. Yeah. Like I was like, no, that can't, but dude, dude, it's a great point. I, I, drove to get this tire fixed from the golf course right so i was wearing a golf polo that was like lime green i was wearing white golf shorts and i'm thinking to myself you know if i have to get this fixed at like an auto body shop nobody has ever worn an outfit that would make auto mechanics want to fuck me over more than what I'm wearing right now. Dude, a hundred percent. Like if I'm, you know, Joe car fixer with my grease towel in my back pocket and a bandana and a lower back pain and, and Francis from his golf course shows up being like, something's wrong with my tire. Oh, I'm going to fucking ding me for all kinds of nonsense. Totally. That, that receipt's going to get along quick. Totally. Totally. And it dude, I, I feel you. And it's, it's a real thing. And I felt very out of place when I was, I was like on the outskirts of Oklahoma city. It was like kind of a rough area. Um, and I felt very uncomfortable, but then they did an incredible job and you know, I had nothing to worry about, but the, the thought is real. Yeah. Yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Totally. Dude, you know what I saw, uh, a couple times when I was in New York City this weekend, which I hadn't really thought of or noticed before. What? New York City has billboards advertising other states. Weird. Have you ever noticed this? I have not. It has a massive, on the West Side Highway, there is an enormous billboard advertising New Hampshire. Huh. And it's like a, a beautiful sunset photo of, I, I presume, the White Mountains or whatever. And like a happy couple kind of camping in the woods. And then it has the state motto, like New Hampshire, live free or die. I think that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and it's like, come visit, get away. Makes sense. What other city 
could really get away with like advertising. Hey, listen, I know it's hell where you are right now. Come out, come elsewhere. The fact that <laughs> the fact that New York City has states advertising for like leave, come to us instead. <laughs> I thought it struck me as very funny. I don't know why. No, it is because even though like you know they probably mean it as like a getaway home or whatever, it's still funny that like that's a thing that makes sense for New Hampshire to be advertising. Like I'm assuming totally. this is New Hampshire is paying for that, but it is it's very bizarre. That's very odd. I think it's also probably, I bet there's been a, a, a big uh, proliferation of these ads in the last two or three months, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the states right, in right. New England and the right. states that surround uh, New York City and the, the, the housing markets have gone up so, so much. I feel like they're, these, these neighboring states of metropolitan areas are really trying to capitalize on, on the exodus right. of people. The COVID flight. Um, and that's smart yeah. because no one's thinking New Hampshire immediately. No, no. But dude, like Maine, we went to Maine. We've been keeping our eye on the Zillow shit. We've talked about this. Like yeah. I, I, the fucking houses have gone up and up and up. And I know a lot of those people are from like Maine and from Boston, you know? Right. Dude, totally. This is funny though. This reminds oh, sorry, me. Not Maine, from New York, from New York oh, and Boston. Right. Yeah. Sorry, go um, ahead. Dude, I, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I brought this up to Chris. I didn't tell you because I was thinking <laughs> it would be funny to play a prank on you. Oh shit. And the prank was, I'm not going to do it because I'm too afraid of how you're going to react to it. So I'm just not going to do it. Thank God. I don't want, I don't want the, the prospect of you getting angry about this. It makes it not worth it. But I was thinking oh. it would be funny to just buy a billboard and just put you on it <laughs> in a place where you would drive by and see it. I was like, Chris, should we do this? This could be your funny. Dude, I would, I would love that. That wouldn't, mean, that wouldn't make me angry at Here's all. Here's the problem. I don't know what the angle would be on the billboard. And it's not that funny to have it not be something sort of embarrassing, but it's also mean to have it be something that is embarrassing. So it was f- hard to find like the proper thing to do with it. And I couldn't think right. of it. Mm. But that would have been great. But I think it would yeah. be funny to self-advertise as a comedian on a billboard or as a single guy. That is very funny to me. Like <laughs> picture of you on a billboard with your handle being like, I'm a nice guy, like slide in my DMs or whatever. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And it's funny too, because it, I, I have a look where I feel like people could easily assume I had bought the billboard myself. <laughs> right. Like that. I'm just the type of guy who would think this was a good way to meet people or something. <laughs> it could be funny. Also, if you got really pissed, I could just play dumb. Yeah, dude, but I, that, that wouldn't piss me off. I think that's, I could take a joke. That's fucking hilarious. I'm glad. I'm glad we're taking your temperature for future. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you know me. You know where I can, <laughs> what I can handle. There's that great scene in I Love You, Man, where he does that for the, the real estate, uh, for Paul Rudd, you know, his company. He puts him in like the James Bond, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Really? Yeah. I feel like I've seen that movie 20 times. Really? I got to show you. Oh, you should watch it, dude. It's hysterical. There's so many great people and characters in it. (laughs) Andy Samberg plays his gay brother. It's great. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I got to show you. But boy, what I have a trivia question for you. Oh, good. Yeah. Before we... I thought that that this was like an... I found this to be very interesting, and I want to see if you can get it. Okay. How many states... And what states are they? Do not have an Apple store in the state. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Um, my guess would be like, uh, you know, Wyoming. 
I'll, okay. I'll give them to you as you get them. Correct. Okay. Wow. Uh, well, let's say, let's say my general guess would be like probably eight states. Very good guess. Six is the answer. Six? Okay, cool. Um, Wyoming? Um, I would think like Idaho? Idaho is not on the list. Okay. Uh, Missouri? Nope. Boy, it, then it's got to be like North Dakota. Correct. South Dakota? Correct. West Virginia? Correct. Wow, that's four of the six. That's better than I thought I would Francis, do. by the way, if you guys are not looking, if you're not watching the podcast on YouTube, which you should do, Francis has not moved his hands in a place that we cannot see them. So he is guessing 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, I'm going I'm to go back out to the, the Midwest. Um, I would think uh, well, K- Kentucky probably has one. Kentucky definitely has one. They have the cloud there too. Yeah, Kentucky has one. Yeah. Um, Wyoming, Idaho, Mississippi. I would have guessed that too. Mississippi has an Apple store. Interesting. All right. What are the other two? Montana. Montana. That's what I meant to say. I couldn't think of that other fucking state out there. I don't know why. This last one, in my opinion, is a, is a surprise. This is the one that I thought was the hardest. Wait, let me see. West Virginia was hard too. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Is it something like Delaware? Kind of. It's not Delaware. Rhode Island. Is it Rhode no, Island? But you're getting warmer. New Hampshire? Getting even warmer. Vermont. Correct. Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. That makes sense. So I thought Dude, that was Vermont, good. Vermont makes Maine look like New York City. <laughs> really? I thought Vermont was like fancy kind of. Is it not? No, dude. It's 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 beautiful, but it's yeah. like very rustic and very, very spread out. Right. I've only I've been to Burlington. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, the cities there are, are lovely, um, and I think going to like UVM would be great. But right. um, I, it's it's very spread out, mountainous, and quiet. Love it. So. Love it. Well, dude, good job, man. That was a, some really quality. Thanks. Thing there. Good question. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fun, dude. Great episode today. Thanks. Um, thanks to everyone for joining us on this uh, this new episode of Oops the Podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Let us know which T-shirt you would give um, someone who is sleeping over for the first time. Girls, <laughs> send in stories if you've ever been given a T-shirt that you thought did not uh match up with what you deserved um and uh <laughs> send any other thoughts to tire stories whatever you got to oops the podcast at gmail.com as ever he is at not julio with a j on instagram i am francis cc ellis for now this is oops the podcast and we'll see you in a, in a couple days